This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Yesterday, Mom and I were watching a TV show about a surgeon who murdered his wife. Pretty awful. And when I looked on the internet to try to remember his name, so I typed in doctor who murdered his wife, there were dozens of doctors who have murdered their wives. (laughs) Terrible thing for me to say, isn't it? But here's the thing. When we hear the word doctor, what do we think? Trustworthy, honest, cares for others. But these instances show that a title doesn't mean people are good. I want this show to be about mediums because there are the good, the bad, and the ugly. Just because someone has the title of medium does not mean that they can accurately bring through your loved ones. I feel myself getting a little heated up about this conversation Because not too long ago, a very well-known medium who charges well over $500 for a very short session with him has done what I consider fraud. He is known to come through with very specific information in a reading. But when you check the person's Facebook page, that information is out for everyone to see. After my father had died, And even though I believed in life after death, I was grieving so hard that I trusted some very well-known mediums and got some very expensive readings, meaning $300 an hour with no money-back guarantee. One gentleman just kept firing off pieces of evidence, he called them, and not one of them pertained to my dad. Until the very end, there was one thing that, okay, could have been from my dad but I was left disappointed. Another time, I worked with a lady medium who gave me such specific information that I was so flooded with joy and she was so specific. It wasn't till after when I picked up a copy of my own book, We Don't Die, that I realized every bit of information she told me was written in my book. It disgusts me. You hear the expression, throw the baby out with the bathwater? There's a reason that many people do not believe in the afterlife, and it's because of bad mediums out there. Good mediums care. You should feel the presence of your loved one. There should be specific information that you can validate is true. They should be reasonably priced and They should all have the code of ethics that in the first 10 minutes, if you don't feel a connection, or they may not feel a connection with your loved one, 
the reading comes to an end and you don't pay or you get refunded. On this episode called The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, I want to start out with the good. Every week at two o'clock New York time, we offer a free online spiritual service. Included is a medium demonstration. Our mediums are a husband and wife team, Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes, who have been mediums for well over 25 years and teach our online programs. They volunteer their time on Sundays. In this clip, you'll hear Phil working with a member of our virtual Zoom audience, bringing through communication from her son. Pay attention to your own feelings to see if you feel love from the spirit world. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I know here that I have somebody's son with me. And I know as I work with him, I feel that he was a bit of a hoot. I feel that with him, that there's this sense of he doesn't have anything reserved about him like me. It just feels where he came out. So there must be memories where he took part in school activities like plays and things, theater, like a theater show or something at schools. But I know he could play all kinds of different parts because he comes alive. He's just not embarrassed. But I know he even uses his physique in it because I know he's quite a big lad and well-built. But I know he just uses that just to make everyone out. It's almost like he plays on it. He knows how to sell something in, in, in the way that he acts. But I know there seems to be a, a real sense where his passing was rather quick, almost like I'm here one minute. So I know that passing seems to be unexpected, like an organ failure very quickly, like the heart. At this point, I ask our audience who can understand this information. One woman raised her hand. I'll keep her name private. Hello. Do you understand everything I've said? I do. Okay. Would you understand where your son could be a bit of an exhibitionist? Yes. And and it's almost like there should be memories of these school plays where he wore wigs as well. Oh, yes. Because it feels like I want to play the part, but it's this bit about his physique where you just wouldn't think somebody the size of him, the way he looks, would do this, but it's almost like he uses it in the performance as well. Yes, he was very good at that. Because, it, again, it just feels like, I'm funny as it is, but when I add this little bit, it's almost like it's like me saying I've got her and flicking my head. And like, it would use it in, in a way that just melts everybody and wins everybody over. Yes. I would also be right in saying that he didn't have a bad bone in his body either. Yes. Because I know there was frustrations, as we all have in life, but I want to say it's almost like he, he had this methodology of where he would talk himself round and, and one, he's just got this knack of being the adult older than his years. Yes. But I also feel with your son, would it be right in saying he played basketball as well? He did. Because, and, and, and it just feels here that he was pretty good. Because I know it must have been either, I'm sorry if I get the schools wrong, elementary school where he was either a captain of the sports team. It was middle school. It was middle school. Sorry for getting the terminology, but I know he's the captain of the team uh, because I've just got, it's my height and build that gets me that. But I also know as well that even for somebody quite well built and quite tall for his age, I know he's a gentle giant. Yes. And I want to say He's quite selfless as well. And, and this is where people have memories where he would help other children with their homework even. Yes. And I also believe either in the neighborhood where you lived, he would have helped the neighbors as well with chores, like picking the leaves up and things. Absolutely. But I also know he's got a little bit of devilment in him like myself, because I also know there's a times in the fall when people would collect the leaves, he'd just jump in them and kick them and everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I also know he could tease some of the neighbours as well, but have that innocent look like butter wouldn't melt. Oh, yes. What I'd be right in saying when he was younger, and I feel that I'm not quite 10 years old, where we live was quite a leafy suburb. It was. And if I said there was like, it's quite quaint and, and everything, but he would play knock-a-door run, as we call it here, in, I don't know what it's called <laughs> over there, on some of the neighbours. 
Yes, Ding, ding Dong Ditch, yeah. Oh, that, that's the one. I knew there was a different name to it because <laughs> there's just this sense with him of devilment in him, but there's just this real funny side where it's almost like I'm not going to run and hide. I'm going to stand in plain view and pretend that I've not seen anything or know anything. <laughs> yes. And there must be a memory of where the neighbours came round and complained about it. They did. And again, because it's just like butter wouldn't melt, not me, Mum. So again, he's just got that impression with him. And I want to say, even as I'm communicating on his behalf, I just feel like I want to laugh. I want to cry. I just want to have a lot of fun with him. Um, And I also know as well, it was quite a favourite with your girlfriends, people you would know. Yes, they loved him. I know they did because he had a cheeky way and I don't know if you would know this but he would give them a little wink and give him that little smile sort of thing he could he he was a bit of a looker cheeky is perfect description okay well I know he's just got that cheekiness and that little bit of fun about him and he's just got that impression I'm not because I feel he's a good looking lad as well um but I know he's just got that way about him that would just entice people in and I want to say that you have photographs of him that catch that cheekiness and those eyes that just are alive of him. I do. And would I also be right in saying from school, there's photographs of him at school as well? There are. Would I be right in saying you have a picture that's hung of him in your house? I have many photos of him, but... There's one, though, that you... I'm not saying we should have favourites, but there's one that really... And you talk to him. Yeah, there there is one. Sometimes when you're doing this and acknowledging and giving that kiss, I know he's there with you uh, as well. And you must have kept some of his um, school clothes, like the, the, the... In fact, no, bear with me. It feels like you would have kept some of his sports tops. Yes. Because I know... Sometimes, would I be right in saying you have shirts or something of his that you've not washed, but you smell now and again? I'm holding it right now, yes. That's fine, because I know he's acknowledging it to me. And I know this is what he wants to show, that he's not just talking to me, but he's with you as well. And I know he loves you incredibly. And I know you've told him he loves you because that's why he said it. Um, And if I'm right here, and I hope this is right, as you've been talking to me, you felt that little touch on your cheek. I did. Because he says, I've just given you a kiss, Mum. I'm going to leave his love with you and say thank you for allowing me to deliver that on his behalf. I still feel that he's very cheeky. He's still up to mischief. So watch where things are misplaced and there's little signs and symbols round about. But watch where the neighbours say, I'm sure somebody's playing that knocker door run or whichever, but we can't fight because I know there's that impression of him around because he just wants to make sure that everyone's happy and making the best of life. Thank you so much. Forgive me for one second. I've got to say something, um, and I I don't say this easily. Would I be right in saying you've been to see another medium and the medium didn't leave you in the best place? Yes, actually. Because I want to say that wasn't your son and your son wasn't there. I I don't usually do that, but I've got to get that through because your son says, Mum, this is me. This is what I want. You know that I'm cheeky. You know that I'm mischief. I love you so much, and I'm going to leave you with that positive understanding and say thank you very, very much. We need to go to the break, but when we come back, I'll tell you why some of that information was so important. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! 
Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it, that's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV, on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of mediumship. Just before the break, I played for you a clip from our Sunday gathering in which medium Phil Dykes gives a reading to a member of our Zoom congregation. The readings are about five to seven minutes each, just a taste to let people know that their loved ones are still around, that they are healthy, well, whole, and happy. Listening to that clip, I hope you felt the love coming through from the sun. Feelings are very important. As wonderful as a lot of evidence is, if you're not sitting in the shoes of, in this case, the parent receiving the information, you don't know how pertinent the information may or may not be. I received an email after our Sunday gathering from the mother and why those words were so important to her. My friend, there can be some horrific passings as well as some peaceful ones. Everyone wants to know that their loved one has arrived safely into the afterlife, that they're still alive, of course, and that they are healthy and well and their personality comes through. That's why I decided to play that clip. When our loved ones pass, even ourselves, no matter what the situation is that brings us over there, there's no memory of any pain ever. We are healthy and whole, and we continue to walk by your side. Next, I want to share with you a chat I had with Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes on some of the myths about mediumship, and we'll share some of the good, bad, and the ugly. Mediums are born with the medium gifts they have, and they cannot get any better. Oh, my goodness, what a great question. Mediums are in some ways born, but also they can be developed too. We all have that mediumistic ability within us. So if we ask those out there that are not like Phil and I, when you open your mouth, you sing beautifully or you pick up an instrument and you just knew that you were set to be able to play that instrument. Then you knew you were predestined to play the violin or the piano or to sing. Well, in some ways, mediumship is similar to that. You'll have a sensitivity there. You'll have an ability that shows itself there. But as to whether you can develop that to be better than what you are at the moment, well, I, for one, hope that that is the case, 
because I'm always wanting to be a better medium, not because I need to be, but because I think the spirit will deserve that. So for me, I'm always looking to develop my mediumship even further. And I might be the finished article as I come towards my last breath, maybe. Absolutely. Yes, we're born. Everyone's entitled to have that spirit communication, um, but a medium is born. And when we say that, they're born with different abilities. So we're all individual, but we have to work at it. We have to craft it. We have to develop it. And it's that education. It's that learning process that we become the better medium, the complete medium, the accomplished medium. And it's many years of formal training, many years of life experience, understanding the self, developing the emotions, developing your mental thoughts, your physical reactions, making you that spiritual medium. And that's what we have to look at. Now, God doesn't say, um, Phil, you're going to be better than that medium or vice versa. It doesn't work like that. We have to work at it. We have to craft it. And everything that we put in, we will get out from it. But it is a way of life. It's not just a job title. And mediums come in different shapes and forms. They can work where they hear the spirit world. They can work where they feel the spirit world and they can work where they see the spirit world to keep things simple. And then there's various complementations of both of them going together and working together. And we have to learn to be well-rounded mediums working in different ways um, and understanding that process to work with more people from the spirit world. And yes, you heard me right, people, living people that are still alive, that still have personalities, characters that want to come back through love and share their evidence their stories of life and we should do that in the way that they want to present it that's why we need to develop and over many many years very good ready for another myth absolutely mm. all mediums are psychic but not all psychics are mediums now, there's a little bit of truth in that because mediums can work psychically, but unfortunately, psychics can't work mediumistically. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to fully understand the difference between the two, that working from our soul, working from my soul to somebody who's living in front of me, like you, Sandra, if we're working and the information's all about you, it's psychic. It's all about your life, your thoughts, your interactions, your memories, the way that you are and things that are happening in life. Life. Well, when we start looking at mediumship, it's exactly the same thing, but with that person in the spirit world that no longer has that physical body. And we're telling their story, their evidence in the way they want it presented with evidence of they've survived death through things you only would remember, objective facts, but also emotional facts as well, bringing healing, bringing comfort. So again, we have to look at it in the sense of there's different types of abilities out there and we should never be mistaken between the two. Because mm. when we think about psychic ability, there are seven and a half billion people on the planet, around about, which means there's seven and a half billion psychics walking the planet. Because every single person is psychic. Every single person can walk into a room and sense whether there has been an argument in that room or sense whether there has been something beautiful like a wedding or a christening or a baptism or some party celebrating life. That means that the soul has been able to pick up energies from the room around about, which means that everybody's psychic. Now, when we move to working with the spirit world, as Phil correctly indicated there, we need to be speaking to people who are no longer needing to take a breath. They're on spirit side of life, but they still have a soul. They still have a story. But not all psychics are able to move their mind, conscious and subconscious, to the spirit world. And so not all psychics will move to that ability of mediumship. But that doesn't mean that psychic isn't good. A very developed psychic is an incredibly powerful experience to be in receipt of a psychic reading, as is a mediumship reading. So it's not about good or bad or lesser or better, but absolutely all psychics are not mediums, but all mediums will be psychic. Mm -hmm. And it may be a good thing to point out that People might say, oh, I feel your mum's in the spirit world and say, just at the moment, this is going on for you. Doesn't mean they're a medium. Psychically, we can feel who's in the spirit world through the information within your auric field that you're emanating every day. And it's this that we're looking at now and presenting 
doesn't prove they're a medium. It just proves they're working on a psychic level, working in your energy of your soul and your personality. If you have a reading and all the information's about you, then that's psychic. And it can be very much like Kerry said, empowering, help you see life and have a purpose to it. Well, Phil, you psychically just picked up on the next myth that I wanted to bust. And it, it was, if I go to a medium, can I be sure that they're talking to my deceased loved one? Well, this is where we need to have proof of the afterlife, proof of their loved one. That proof can come in many different ways to you. It can be objective evidence where it's really factual evidence, where they live, their names, their jobs, but it's going to be the personality and character in there. So it's all about them, that you know it's them, that it leaves no doubt whatsoever that your loved one is there talking to you then they may have something to say about your life, but it always will still be backed up with evidence. So again, it's looking at that and proving that life does exist after the physical death of the body. And it, the evidence should be presented in such a way that it's not you that's answering it, telling the medium, because you've paid for the reading, it should be the medium telling you in statements, not questions, that your mum's here, this is what she did, blah, 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 and so on. And it's understanding that fact. Carrie, maybe you could answer this. I've seen you guys demonstrate, and I know there's some different kinds of evidence. I've also seen people demonstrate that are just firing out details, details, details. What are the different kinds of evidence that could or should come through in a reading? Mm -hmm. There can be the factual pieces of evidence, and that's what we would call objective evidence, where you get names or occupations or streets that you lived in or um, specific details that only you and the person would know by name or by description. And then you get the emotional evidence, which will be how they passed, possibly. What relationship they had to you? Did they love you? Could they not show it? Did they tell you every day? Did they hug you? Were they not tactile? And that emotional evidence then leads into things like memories of remembering walking down the street or in the home or cooking or baking. Um, and then the third part of every reading should be that presence of the spirit world. And it needs the first two to be present for that presence of the communicator to be there. And what we sometimes find is people giving names and then someday, or the, or the, dare I say it, the M initial or the T initial or the C initial. And the recipient then filling in the blanks saying, well, that's my mom and that's my dad and this is their name. Evidential mediumship, regardless whether it's the emotional or the objective, requires for the medium to give the evidence, not for the recipient to fill in the difference. And that's why we only ask for a yes or no, because we're desperately wanting each person to leave knowing or wondering how Phil or I or any other evidential medium got that information about their loved one. Are you using your psychic sense to tell you how passionate I am about this topic? I have heard horror stories about people getting medium readings, being taken advantage of for their money, not getting good evidence, being told their loved ones are stuck, which doesn't happen, and some really terrible things. So I feel very passionate that people that call themselves mediums give the best evidence they can with integrity and with a heart to the client. So when we get back from the break, we're going to ask some questions like, does my energy impact the reading? And this is the ugly. If you pay a medium a lot of money, do you get a better reading? I think you'll enjoy it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're doing the good, bad, and the ugly of mediumship, talking to our favorite medium couple, Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes. Here's the next question. Mediums can tap into my past, present, and future, and even my health. What do you guys say? Well, so yes, we can tap into the past, we can tap into the present, but the future has not happened. Now, we can work in two different ways, as we've discussed already, mediumistically and psychically. So psychically as well, we can go to the past and the present, and it's very empowering. But when it comes to telling the future, it's our thoughts today that create our tomorrow. Now, if the spirit world come in and literally say something, then we'll repeat that. But again, we can't tell fortunes. We can't predict the future. So a psychic may feel that this is what you're going to do, but is that psychic working on a surface level, reading your conscious desires and wishes now and telling you that it's going to happen? Many people come to see us for private readings, uh, and what we say to them is, I know this is why you've come. I can feel that, but let's have a look at this and let's discuss this. Let's talk about it. And you get to know the past. You get to know the present. And it empowers them that they can make their own mind up for the future and what they want to do. We never advise them. We never predict. We never tell them. Now, for some people, that might be ruining why they go for readings because they want to know about the future. But we have to be honest here. We can't do that. There's laws in the United Kingdom that stop us predicting, that tell us we can't do certain things, especially about health and different things. Let's leave that to the professionals. Let's leave that to the doctors that know and have studied medical diagnosis and biology and everything else. I would never go anywhere near anything like that. And again, there's laws to prevent us doing that. But the medium can work with the spirit world and they can tell us certain things, but we have to know it's fact and we have to know it's not from our consciousness or our subconsciousness. We have to know that the actual loved one in the spirit world has said it 
or shown us and that's exactly what they mean and this is why we need to develop we need to practice we need to understand it to make sure that we get things right i'd hate to go to the spirit world and say i've said this x y and z and i go to the spirit world and somebody's mother father brother son daughter whoever says to me i never said that we're very strict on that and we understand that to a, um, a decent degree that we know what's our thoughts and we know what is from the spirit world if I don't get a good reading, it's because my energy isn't good. I'll let you go there. <laughs> there are a whole lot of reasons, and I'll pick a few off and then Phil can finish with the other ones. It might well be that the recipient or the sitter is not in a good place. So let's look at somebody who's recently bereaved. It isn't always the best thing to go for a reading. Sometimes it is, but it isn't always the best thing to go for a reading if you're recently bereaved because there is no reading that's ever going to take away that deep grief that you're in. And sometimes it can actually get in the way because our loved one doesn't want to come through and upset us even more. And if somebody passes and we hear and we feel them, it can create so much emotion, which in itself can sometimes get in the way for the communicator, for the recipient, and maybe even for the inexperienced medium. So we've got to take that into consideration. We also have to look at the medium themselves uh, and we have to look at their development. Are they fully understanding of the mechanics of the spirit world in spirit communication? Can they blend with that loved one? Are they having a bad day? There's so many different factors we can look at here as well. And can it be the recipient's misunderstanding of what a reading is? I mean, to mention a couple of things recently, somebody said to me, I would like an evidential reading. So I the dad came through talking all about the facts about him. Then they said, that's not what I wanted. I wanted a reading about my life. And I said, well, here we go. This is what you're asking for then is a psychic reading. So again, it can be a misunderstanding. Um, we can, may be looking for certain evidence and holding on to that evidence uh, and not accepting who's coming forward because we can't guarantee who's going to come. A good friend of ours went for a reading recently with somebody and they were told that they'd eaten a bag of prawns and painted the fence. Well, that to me is not evidence their loved ones there. It really is about what they've done. We have to understand that readings can have so many different factors and elements to it. Is the spirit world present? Is the medium in the right place? And is the recipient ready to understand or receive that contact? Mm -hmm. um, and there's many times, and when we work with the spirit world, we always say in private readings, we can't guarantee the connection you're wanting, we'll do our best. And we usually know within a few seconds and minutes at the most, if it's not working, if it's not gelling, we'll just say, today's not the right day. You either have a choice to book back in or you can have a full refund. We've got to look at it intelligently. We need to have to understand the communication ourselves and if it makes sense to us it will make sense to the recipient but if it doesn't make sense to us there's no point going further if it's bitty if it's not working if it's not got those three elements Kerry talked about which was the evidence the emotion and the presence where you feel the spirit world then we have to look at it and say it's nobody's fault mm. it's just that moment it's not meant to be because it takes three things it takes the recipient or the sitter it takes a medium and it takes a spirit world. And if any one of those is just on the off day, for instance, we had an experience where we've had this experience both on different occasions. A reading hasn't worked. It's happened on another day. And then it's been the person in the spirit world's birthday or it's been the person here's birthday. They know what they're doing. So if the spirit world doesn't want it to happen, it ain't going to happen. But it's normally with good reason. Thank you for having that integrity, to be honest about that. And if it doesn't work, you know, in the beginning and you refund the person or till the next time. So really, thank you. That should be a standard, Sandra, the world over. If it's not going well, any time up to including 10 minutes. Um, normally, the medium will know at the very beginning, but any time up to including 10 minutes, if it's not going right, both the sitter and the medium should be saying, you know what? This just isn't gelling for some reason today. Do you want me to continue or do you want me to stop and refund you? That should be part of the ethical practice. Yes. Thank you for that. Let's talk about money. Mediums that charge the most money are the best. Absolutely not. Um, they might be well known. 
they might be a celebrity status, but it doesn't mean the better medium at all. Again, what we just mentioned about ethics, about intention, about responsibility, just because they might give you a couple of names or a few initials or whichever that might impress you does not make them a good medium. As a good medium, we should be able to tell you who's coming forward. We should be able to give you undeniable facts. We should understand them facts and we should tell you everything. And to give an example of that, we could, let's just make something up here. Oh, I've got your dad. This is how he passed. These were his hobbies. This was his work. This is where he lived. All those undeniable factual statements, but then into his character and personality of how he was, how you interacted, the personal memories, the last things he said. We're telling you everything, not just saying we can understand the L name and waiting for them to tell you back. It might look impressive. It might sound impressive. But a true medium is in the essence of the communicator, telling the story of their life in the way they want it. And if we just look at that for a second, they are doing it deliberately to create more memories, to take you further down memory lane, to evoke emotion, to bring healing, to bring comfort. As Kerry said before, we've been working for 25 plus years within the churches, different parts of the world, learning different cultures. These sort of things you can't learn overnight or can't read in a textbook or a, a particular course. It takes years to unfold and develop. And what we find is, well, we've had lots of emails saying we can't possibly be very good because we're only such and such pounds. And somebody has paid five times that for a reading. And we've had other um, people saying, well, they've paid $500 for a half hour reading. And they were told nonsense or it was a psychic reading at best. What we would ask is that you not gauge it on cost, that you gauge it either on somebody referring to you or you go to the website and you really have a look at some of the words that people have written about them. But it is definitely not based on cost. It would be a poor way of measuring spirituality. It sure would. Well, let's talk about training. I know for myself, my first mediumship course was over a weekend and I got a certificate and I was told I can go charge $150 an hour now. And I also know people that hang on their shingle that they've studied a, with a certain medium or at a certain college, like that's good enough. Can you talk about really the time and dedication it takes? Absolutely. It takes a lifetime. Phil and I individually have been learning our craft because mediumship is that for 25 years each. And what we know is that we're still developing in some ways or we're still finding new ways that the spirit world want to expand the information that we use or the way that we our mediumship is developing. And what we would be looking at is some of the courses that are out there are there to open somebody's consciousness or to spiritualize a self or to create that awareness within the individual, not itself to call somebody a medium. And this is often um, the misunderstanding is spiritual mediumship. If somebody wants to undertake that path, it's actually a vocation. It certainly isn't a form of employment. Now, we did private readings in the start of our development and we used to charge £10. We're just speaking about this today. And it used to go in a jar and that £10 built up enough to pay for the next course. This is how it should be. People are too eager to have the title of medium and too eager to do one or two weeks at the well-known places and then come out and be a trance medium, a trance healer, a mental medium. If they do not understand what they are working with, the intelligence of the spirit world, then they fail to see what mediumship is about. It has an incredible responsibility. It's about healing, it's about reuniting, and it's about something other than themselves. And often the certificate is all about I am and not about I can do. Please allow me to do that for you. Some profound words. Let's go to the break and we'll be back with Carrie and Phil. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to the European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. And even though this is titled The Good, Bad, and the Ugly of Mediumship, this is really serious business. I am pretty sure you have experienced some deep grief over the passing of a loved one. For many people, it can be their deepest, darkest hour. There is a percentage of people that cannot handle the grief cannot handle the pain, and choose to be with their loved ones and take themselves out of this life. A session with a medium can be the one thing that can make or break somebody's life. A good medium reading has the opportunity to give people their life back. A bad medium reading can actually push someone over the edge. And I mean that. That's why I'm so passionate about this. And if you're a medium listening to this, you can always get better. Like Carrie said, mediumship is a vocation. I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. You know, my doctor is continually training and learning and reading to be the best and the most current she can be. You can't expect a doctor to go to a weekend course or take two weeks at a famous college and start charging money for surgery. That's just ridiculous. Mediums really do hold people's lives in their hands. And that's why it's so important to be a good medium, to understand mediumship. If you got diagnosed with an illness, chances are, if it's serious enough, you would get two, maybe three opinions. 
you would do a lot of research in finding the best doctor. Do the research on mediumship. Like Carrie says, no matter what credentials it may show on their website, look to see the comments people have. Ask questions of your friends that recommend a medium. Did you volunteer any information? Did they give you information that you actually felt the presence of your loved one? Did they say, I've got someone here with an M name? That's a red flag. Names really aren't important if the stories and the shared experiences are there. While you may end up paying for some famous mediums, sure, I think the average rate could be somewhere between 75 to 100 US dollars for a half hour reading. A half hour of evidential mediumship is more than enough time for the medium to connect you with your loved one through those shared stories and experiences. There's nothing wrong with an hour. Mediums very often act as counselors and can help you through your grief. They can do that after they have satisfied your needs, knowing that your loved one is there. Also remember not to feed the medium. Let them work. Let them give information. And you can just simply say yes or no. You don't need to challenge them. Most mediums are good people, but let them do the work. Also, if you are a medium listening to this, change your policy, if you don't have this already, to offer people that 10-minute guarantee. You know you might not feel a connection or something might be off. Offer them another opportunity to see you or their money back. There's not a single class that we offer online in psychic and mediumship that does not offer a money-back guarantee. If you're not happy, you don't pay. Let's go back to one more myth about mediumship. You need a medium to connect with your loved one because you cannot do it yourself. What do you guys say? In some ways, that's incorrect. Because everybody in some way has felt the presence of their loved ones there. So you might recognize that you get that feeling that your mom or your dad is close to you or that your pet is close to you or you've received a sign that you believe that they've given you. Those are signs that cannot be taken away. They can't be questioned because they're personal to you. When you're sitting in the power or you're meditating or you're walking and that thought comes into your mind of a memory you spent with your loved one, it's probably a way that they've dropped that thought into your mind to let you know that they're close. And if we find ourselves having vivid dreams, these are real experiences very, very real experiences. We know the spirit will join us in our dreams. So that is their way of reaching out. But as Phil explained, it's more difficult when we have them coming close and we want them to talk to us because we get in our own way. The actual term your loved one tells speaks volumes about it, really, because you try and stop one of your loved ones. When they were here, they talked to you, they loved you. Then just because they've lost the physical body, they're in the spirit world, heaven, summerland, whatever you want to call it, doesn't mean they're going to stop loving you. They want to contact you. They want to reach out to you, as Kerry said, through different methods. But again, when it comes to that, we've got wonderful imaginations. And when we think that we are connecting and we're getting answers, is it ourselves, is it our mind? That's where we need the medium to come in, the the one that's well-developed, the one that's well-trained, the one that's got a good reputation and the one that doesn't charge a great deal of money either, the one that's really true and authentic. Then you will get the words from your loved one, you'll get the pictures, you'll get everything that will make common sense, logical, rational sense the way it's delivered by factual evidence, personal memories, emotion, and you'll feel the presence of them. That's what you need the medium for. But in no way, shape or form are you ever going to stop a loved one coming directly to you in your dreams and everything else. They want to reach out. They want to comfort. They want to heal. Uh, And believe you me, if we look at this from a, a slightly different angle, 
come and watch us work, come and see us work, not once, not twice, three times on the Sunday gathering where it's free. Make your own minds up. And it's from your own mind that you'll decide to join us on whichever course or whichever you want. Uh, and we ask you to do that to every medium you come across. Go and watch them. Do they walk the walk? Do they talk the talk? Do they demonstrate it? Are they able to put you through the tuition and demonstrate the tuition. Make your own minds up. Um, so have that logical common sense between your ears, as, as my tutor said to me, okay, and understand that. Um, but again, what we're looking at here is an understanding that we're working with an intelligence that want to touch your life, that want to touch your soul, that want to reach out. And for every contact that happens on the Sunday gathering or in any other demonstration, there's hundreds of people in the spirit world willing that one contact to come through, sending their thoughts, sending their love, hoping they're going to help and comfort that one to reach out and touch their loved one here. That's what it's all about. It's about a team coming together and a love that joins us all together in that for humanity. And that's why they choose to come back. It's through love. So it is worth taking that extra time just to figure out what's happening within your own need to know and then go and read go and research go on the internet make sure it's reputable join sandra on some of her courses there are ways that you can have your loved one reach out to you more it doesn't need to be for the the chosen few for you to feel your loved ones there everybody's entitled to that and we believe that it happens everywhere Thank you. I know, Phil, you mentioned sitting in the power. Can you talk about what that is, the importance of it? And even for somebody who might be a practicing medium right now, why they want to do this practice? And I know we do it on our, well, just every course uh, we've done together. You add that in. Right. Well, we're going to be talking for another hour. Um, only joking. Well, sitting in the power is, is letting that love, letting that power build within and being in an active place and letting the spirit world make you aware of them or becoming aware of self being mindful, moving through stages of consciousness. And it sounds all technical, but it's not. Through breathing, through focus, through discipline, we start to move the conscious mind into different states of being, which helps the spirit world come closer to us, which helps that communication. And it's not just for mediums. Some of the places we talk about this, some of the places we've demonstrated this, with you, Sandra, in Boston, where that young lady of 18 years had been wanting to see her son, I think it was. And in that moment, we created a space, we created an energy uh, and just got her to relax and be aware of everything. And before she knew it, the mind had moved and the son came in and showed his face very clearly. It was very emotional. And that's for 200 people. So we don't need a mediumistic ability. We just need an awareness of self and create a power and make that spirit world come a little bit closer and be able to bring that love into what we call the auric field and have that impression to have that conversation to be reunited with the loved one and it's for the practice of this it can bring a lot of great comfort a lot of healing a lot of balance within your life but for the dedicated medium this is the key to your mediumship this state of awareness this heightened state where the consciousness moves where we can see things clearly hear things clearly and in some ways be really impressed by the spirit world and even where we look at scott milligan and his trance where the spirit world uses vocal cords and to talk through and spread those teachings that love out there these are the things we need to do to really develop but for that grieving person, for that person that's healing, it can be just as magical because it creates a balance and wonderful sense within us that our loved ones come around. Well, thank you, Carrie and Phil. I don't know about you, but I could listen to these two forever. They are outstanding people, mediums, and they just care. Phil mentioned sitting in the power. If you go to the wedontdie.com page, Click on the store, scroll down a little bit, but there's a past replay of a five-hour Sitting in the Power course that you might enjoy. Also, every month we have psychic mediumship classes and, of course, our Sunday gathering. Our home base is wedontdie.com, and you can visit Carrie and Phil's page at my 
mediumship.com. There's nothing like a good medium reading, but I felt so strongly that you just had to know what's good and what's true. I'm Sandra Champlain, and a really warm, heartfelt thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.